When there are no meetings to make, how do you stay clean? Stay tuned to find out. Good, grateful morning. Thank you for tuning in to the Pink Cloud Podcast. I cannot believe we are in week two already. Last week, we heard from grateful recovering addict John Fleming Wood, music therapist Tom Schweitzer, and talked the struggles of incarceration with Nick Cherry. This week, they will all grace us with their presence again as we start to dive deeper into action-oriented recovery. Before we begin, let me start by saying that no matter where you are, no matter what you did 10 seconds ago, I am beyond thankful that you are here, where you need to be, on this beautiful day. We turn on the news, or we open up Facebook, and we are surrounded with negativity. We go to work, we go to the store, we simply walk outside, and it feels as though we are living in a different time and place. Why does simply staying positive seem so overwhelming? I promise you, it's not. We have to choose to let that negativity into our lives. It's only as difficult as we make it. What are you grateful for today? I want you to write it down. For me, I'm grateful for the bed I woke up in, the roof over my head, the food that's in my stomach. I'm grateful for the fact that my son is healthy. If you break down your gratitude list into smaller, more meaningful entities, then you can't help but see all of the positive things in your life. From this positivity, we start to find the love, belief, and honesty within ourselves to put these feelings into small actions that can net us life-changing results. Are you ready to take that leap with me today? It's okay if you fall. It's okay if you want to give in. It's okay if you're tired. It's okay if you're overwhelmed. But it's not okay to give up. So take that leap with me today. If you fall, I promise you, I'll be right here tomorrow to lift you back up. Today on Pod Talk, part two of our interview with Nick Ferry. That that's that's a fact, you know, because yep. you, your your life is so structured when you're incarcerated. You know, they you stand for count. You they, they tell you when to eat. They they tell you when you can go outside. They they you know, and when you're able to make those own choices for yourself, it it, it can be overwhelming at times. Um, it, uh, it, I, I, I know exactly what you're saying and, and not from my experience because, you know, I don't think, but I was in rehab with a gentleman and he had done like 10 out of the last 12 years and he couldn't even, he would open the fridge and just look because he didn't know how to make himself a sandwich. He couldn't make that choice. He just, you know, he couldn't. And I, and, and, it, and it broke my heart, you know, because the fact that somebody can get that broken from being institutionalized is not okay. The system is broken. I've seen it from the inside. You've seen it. 
they don't give you enough food to eat. They don't give you enough religious textbooks or, 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 or 12 step program textbooks. They don't give you anything to better yourself unless you push, unless you push. Right. Right. Uh, especially here locally, um, from what I've seen, I mean, which I only saw a small portion of it, um, down the road, you, you get a little bit more, but it's still not as, not as much as what is needed. Um, you know, they, there were guys where I was that they fought to get AA and NA meetings because they weren't, they didn't have them. Um, and they had to have a certain number of people that would agree to go to each meeting before they would allow a volunteer to come in. And that's ridiculous because in, in the textbook, it says all you need is two people and a book, you know what I mean? Yeah. And some shit right. and, some, and some hope. So that is absolutely absurd. And you know what? And it's not like there's a lack of volunteers to go in. I know in some areas there might be, but overall, I would jump at that opportunity if I could, you know, if I could. And unfortunately, it's also the individuals. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the individual has to want to better themselves and and make that progress. And there's a lot of individuals who don't. Yeah, um, I, I remember a few people kind of teasing me for even reading my NA textbook in there, remember? And yep. I would say, I need this to save my life. You know, and, I, and I've seen it, you know, just since I've been home on house arrest, guys that got out with me that have fallen back into that same circle running with the same crowd and they ended up back incarcerated um just in in the shoot in the few short months that i've been out and it's sad it really is you know because it it seems to me that they don't have the motivation to want to change yeah and 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 they they don't have the support system to give them the love and the belief in themselves to to understand that they can make that change, you know, and, and right. it takes, it takes that support system. Cause I remember for me, I wasn't going to give up. And I, I mean, I wasn't going to stop using for anybody, anybody, anybody. And then I finally right. hit my bottom and then I found that support system, you know, and thank God I did. Otherwise I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be interviewing you right now. You know, I wouldn't be talking to you. I wouldn't be having a relationship with my son, but it's all about the support and the human connection and thank God that we have, you know, I look back at some of the times in, in that pod and in some of my other times in jail and God, I had some of the best times with you guys, you know, and some of the best conversations and it's about the perspective that you're in there with. It really is. You know, you know? If, if you let it dictate your life and you let it get, get you down and you let it control you and you have that woe is me mentality, that's that's what you're going to show and that's what you're going to exude if you don't let it get to you and you make the best of every situation and you know that better days are to come you know yeah every day is a test there's there's always going to be something that, that that pushes your buttons but you have to remember that you're a, a bigger individual than that and you can you can make progress that's exactly right and i i, I have to say i'm blown away you know i'm i am just incredibly proud of you it is what you make it you know, you let somebody's attitude affect you, they win. 
you you get pissed off, you get upset, you get frustrated. It, it doesn't do any good. The following is a poem I wrote three years ago while incarcerated at Northwestern Regional Adult Detention Center in Winchester, Virginia. These walls don't speak, but they listen, saturated with loss, lies, and death. Where's the truth? Somewhere between the blocks, everything blends together and creates a false sense of reality. I've been searching for the truth for years. Sometime a long time ago, I lost myself. I lost my faith, my pride, my family. I gave it all away for that next shot of dope. No matter how much I wanted to stop, I couldn't. I was powerless over my addiction. I was powerless over people, places, and things. But I'm not powerless over myself. So here I sit, staring at these same four walls, day in, day out, remembering what led me here. I used to dream a lot. I was a dreamer. And then I played pretend. I used to play parts so well that I lost myself in the end. I used to have foolish thoughts that led me out again. Now I'm tired and I'm getting old. At least that's what I'm told. people don't understand about music therapy is it is a clinical uh, career it's a clinical intervention where there's a beginning and a middle and an end and there are goals and objectives we are not musicians that just get on well now get online but we're yeah. not just musicians that are with somebody that play music to make them feel better well no now, you got I, you take just as many classes as a therapist does basically right yeah so we we have as many psych classes yeah. i think all together i took uh, six or seven psychology classes we have practicum psychology of music um yeah and, and and it's all in research it's all based in research so the grounding we call it evidence-based work and we've had journals for over 50 years of it's a very scientific process um and so when we're in the medical field if we're at the hospital there's something called entrainment where we meet the patient right where they are. So if they're breathing heavily, which I know very well myself, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're labored breathing, we might play an instrument to match their breathing. And then together we take their breathing down with the music until they are now with our rhythm. So, and that's probably one of the hardest things when somebody asks, what is music therapy? Well, it is the evidence-based work of musical interventions by a certified music therapist, but it is everything. Yeah, it's, it's everything. It's every, I'm about to go to, after I talk to you, I'm going to an assisted living home. I'm going to sit out on the porch and sing some Frank Sinatra tune. Yeah. And that basically, you know, that's music therapy for wellness and joy. Yeah, you know, well. Their windows. If you had a rough day and you sit down when you get home and you have a cup of coffee or a glass of tea and you listen to your favorite song, that's music therapy, totally you know? Therapy. And, you know, for me, there, I mean, there's songs, you know, I, there's an Evanescence song. Uh, I don't remember the name of it anymore, but I won't even listen to it. If I hear the first tune of it, I turn it off because that's the first song that came on after my mom died. And, and I know, you know, the second that first chord comes in, 
gone, you know? And, and you also know, Boomer, if you feel like you're bottled up one day and you have to let it out, you yep. need to turn that song on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If I need to cry, that song's there, you know? Yeah, and I can't, uh, same with my mom, I can't listen to, well, I have had to listen to it, but, <laughs> you know, I can't listen to Wind Beneath My Wings, which yeah. is the most overplayed <laughs> song in the world in the 90s. Yeah. You know, somebody sang it at my mom's fun funeral. It was my mom's favorite song. So every time I hear it, you know, it, it brings up and, so, and purposely I have told uh, clients and patients this. Um, another thing, uh, just because the eighties was a big struggle for me. Enya, I listen yeah. to Enya <laughs> and I love Enya, but if I turn that on, I get this sort of remote, like this, this feeling of like uh, contemplation and being confused and yeah. crying. And I will talk to, see, we were making, we make playlists for our clients all the time too, because there, there is good in crying and yeah. there is good in joy. And I know? think that's great for recovery. That's a great idea for people in recovery. Absolutely. That aspect good. right there. Make your playlist. Make your playlist. And also you always want to leave yourself just like a good therapist would do. You want to leave yourself up. Yes. Yes. So if I'm giving some music or sharing a playlist or sharing music with a client, I might take them down. I might take them into a place where they're really emoting. They're really yeah. expressing. They might even go back in time some, but whatever you do, you need to lift that up. And if that's like, you know, throwing on Whitney Houston and you're going to dance yeah. around the room before that client gets in a car or they, you know, they end the zoom, you want them to have this feeling of, um, you know, like light. Yeah. You have, you have to, you have to leave uplifted. Right. And, yeah. and you have to end your day uplifted too. Otherwise you're going well, to start your next day down. You know, right there. I think that's a brilliant thing you just said. Yes. We can't rely on the letters behind your name. Exactly. We can't rely on the degrees, the certificates. There's exactly. nothing. And I'm, I'm, I'm very uh, optimistic that within, you know, four to seven months, There'll be a different kind of life. Yeah. We'll be back again. There'll be theater. And I know you're a big baseball fan. There'll be yep. baseball. But I think this is um, an absolute, you know, making everything as, as, as like balanced as possible where we're all the same. Mm -hmm. So for the longest time, it's a little bit different now, but you see what's happening. Yeah. You know, if everything creates conflict. Forgiveness does not come easy to America. Forgiveness doesn't come easy to the world. When we're talking about people, and I've had the pleasure, and I say that seriously, of working with people with addiction, because it's been in my life uh, completely, music is company, too. Um, I think the other thing that's happening now here during COVID times is the feeling of loneliness, and music can be a really great friend. Yeah, I, I think so, too, and that's something that, you know, gets lost in this is, you know, there's the overdoses are spiking right now, you know, especially in Northern Virginia, you know, uh, the, the, where I did a lot of my running around in Winchester, uh, the, you know, the Shenandoah Sub, uh, Valley Substance Abuse Coalition, you know, they see spiking right now during COVID. And that's because addiction is the the is the is isolation. It's the inability uh, to form long lasting friendships and relationships. That is addiction. And these people are alone with themselves now. And they don't have those meetings that they're used to making, right? Right. So that's where this podcast came in. How can we get to them? You know, and yeah, I'm kind, I'm kind of trying to add more to the 12 steps. Or if you 
they don't work for you, give you give people another method, but you you said it right there, loneliness, right? Loneliness. Yeah. Loneliness. So the, the podcast can also be sort of like your group. Yeah, it it it, it can be whatever true. you want it to be. Yeah. Well, I think that so many people that really have connected with AA and those groups are so crucial that this time has been horrific. And, it, and, and that goes for any, that goes for churchgoers and goes for theater people and sports people. We're so used, humanity is about socialization and connection. Yep. And we already were, we already were on this, like, you know, we were already on a path of like too, too much virtual. And mm-hmm. now look at and now we're completely virtual. It's yeah. it's ridiculous. It is. So and, I hope on the other end, this this Facebook post I put out this morning at the end, I said, you know, I think we really have to believe and visualize crowds, visualize a concert, visualize a baseball stadium, visualize we're back somehow. It might be different, but I think the grateful factor, the gratefulness, that's also why I think there's such an eruption, Portland. DC civil, you know, civil unrest. Like, I think it's like, you know, as, as we learn to be more grateful, things have to explode to understand that. And I think it's a scary time for people with anxiety, depression, addiction. And so as a music therapist, I mean, we're only one component, but I think that music has an ability to connect and to connect emotions and thoughts and, and also connect people. Another thing that we're doing with young people is share your playlist with a friend. My beautiful creatures, it is time. Make your playlist. In a world where we are begging for human connection, let music be our guide. It can take us to the lowest of lows or the highest of highs, all while sitting in our chair. Check our Instagram, Pink Cloud Podcast, every day for our song of the day. And on Mondays for my playlist of the week. Hashtag make your playlist. Recovery is like immersion into a different language or culture or country. You don't speak the language. You don't learn it all at once. But slowly, as you're surrounded by it, it all starts to come together. One word at a time. One action at a time. Then all of a sudden, you can string together some words and you can make a full sentence. You can make a full conversation you can talk the talk the best thing i ever did for myself was dive all in on my recovery yeah i didn't get it at first but the more and more that i got it day by day moment by moment action by action i was able to string together longer times of controlling my obsession for drugs and alcohol my obsession for food I was able to change my habits to healthy habits, to set a new routine. When you get clean or you want to make a change, the first thing you have to do is change everything. It's that simple. 
Don't look at it as a negative. Look at it as a springboard to a better tomorrow. At the end of the day, a better tomorrow is all we want. So take that leap today. If you are still doubting it, take that leap. If you fall, just listen to this podcast again. I'm right here waiting for you. You will never know if recovery is right for you if you do not at least give yourself the opportunity to get clean. We can't keep clinging to our past. If we don't change, our character defects stay the same. We must evolve and adapt. The world is constantly changing, so why aren't we? Why are we complacent? When will we learn that comfort is weakness? Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that something said here today brings you some love, light, and hope. As always, if no one told you they love you, that they believe in you, that they are proud of you, I am all of those things for you. This is the Pink Cloud Podcast.